Greetings, my beautiful friends, sweeties, darlings, lovelies, delights. How are you guys? It's an interesting time. It's an interesting time, and I thought I would draw a little bonus card for us. As I headed out into a beautiful spring day with warm weather, blue skies, and sunshine. Yes, seriously, this is really happening. I have a lovely new deck here on Burning Tarot. This is tea of Burning Tarot, of course. Um, and as I mentioned on the last podcast, um, a member of the online virtual community that I enjoy called The Well at well.com, a very kind person there, uh, saw that I was doing tarot and offered to send me a couple of decks because this person works for um, some publishers and things and some some cards were afloat so our last reading was a Lenormand reading which was lots of fun because I haven't gotten to do those before new to it and enjoyed it a lot this one is a proper tarot or tarot or tarot however you want to pronounce it tarotchi um, and it is by an artist named uh, Margaret or Margareta Peterson. And wow, she is quite an artist. I mean, very, very beautiful work. Sometimes uh, I'll work with a tarot deck that I really like, but I would have to acknowledge that the art ain't exactly great shakes or that it's serving a purpose of triggering stuff in my brain so that I can do the reading but it's not my preferred style of art maybe it's just sort of a cartoony looking thing or or what have you a lot of artists do make decks especially nowadays some of them some of them seem to engage a lot more successfully than others with the primary material with the tarotness of the tarot, at least as far as I can see from my own view of the tarot. We're stopping for a moment so that I can examine this poor tree that has been inexplicably and quite badly hacked down. And it's just lying on the ground now. There's nothing wrong with its wood that I can see. This was definitely not a good cut that was made. Why is this poor tree chopped down? Who done it and why? (sighs) Well, the Forest Service moves in mysterious ways. And so do the various rural residents around Deschutes National Forest, who I guess could have come out and done that just for kicks. It's very recent. Oh, it looks like they took off the top and moved it away and actually did something at the very top. And just the midsection is left here. What a mystery. Well, sorry guys, I didn't bring you out in the forest to look at a ponderosa with me. I brought you out here so that we could look at this card, this beautiful card. So, Margaret, Margareta Peterson's work seems to be very well suited to the tarot. Her little booklet that goes along with it 
is written in a lyrical and interesting way that mostly appeals to me. And as I reached in to draw a card today, I did. this is one of those occasions, by the way, where I felt like I have to draw a card. I thought I was just going for a walk, but uh, the message that I got was specifically that one of you needs a little boost right now, needs a card boost from your friendly local tarot and astrology lady, Ms. T. I don't know which one of you it is. I really don't. Is it the one who's traveling? Is it the one who's wrestling with her bosses? Is it the one that's having a medical issue and is stuck prone? Is it the one that's really super busy and there's kids and jobs and friends who are very ill and all of that? I don't know. Right now I'm talking to the few of you who the little handful who email me regularly about these, or my friends who mention it to me, who listen. Thank you, friends, for listening. I appreciate that. And thank you, handful of strangers and friends of friends who are also part of this. One of you in particular needs this card today. I don't know which one of you it is, but when the woo calls out and says, you got to draw this card and do this thing, well, I have to do it. So I did, and I pulled out of this wonderful, new, beautiful deck the sun. And it's a sunshiny day. And the sun is the card that we pulled from a different deck for our six-month card. We pulled the sun uh, at winter solstice. A guiding card, something to think about to kind of give a sense of coherence to all the other cards and goodies that we run across as we go winter solstice to summer solstice and frankly now that I'm out here in the forest again my foot healing with the weather nice the idea of summer solstice doesn't seem so completely crazy and unreasonable it seems like I'm gonna blink and it's gonna be here wow and yeah equinox happens so we're we're over halfway through this period of time it's amazing uh, for those of you who've been listening since Burning Tarot began, which was the beginning of the COVID crisis, uh, we pulled our first one of these Solstice to Solstice cards at Summer Solstice last year. We had the Empress. And so we had this uh, very strong Earth-based feminine card from the Major Arcana to guide us for six months. And our guide card for this next six months, which will take us through June the 20th, I think, this year, 21st, I don't remember, is another major arcana card. It's the sun. Card 19. XIX, if you're going for your Roman numerals. That's very nice symmetry to look at, XIX. Um... In this depiction, this is just a gorgeous and very, you know, very uh, sensual, painterly approach that she takes. There's a burst of whitish yellow in the middle of the card, exploding into bright, bright, bright yellow, feathery-looking yellow, with 
some red and orange. It's very tasteful. Be easy to do this in a tacky way. She did not. There is a sketch of um, probably two lovers down at the bottom and something perhaps wrapping around them, serpentine, a burst of feathers. It's hard to tell what all is going on in here. It's lovely and it's both representational and has the feeling of expressionism or something abstract, which is great for tripping out on if you're going to be a reader. So what is it telling us now? This card is telling us to very specifically look into the light. Now what the hell does that mean, right? Other than being a... uh, it's a nice kind of cliched thing, right? Look into the light. It suggests being willing to see past layers, being willing to expose something deeper, farther, more, being willing to step aside out of our shadows for a while. Now, your friendly local burning tarot reader, Miss T, uh, I'm bipolar. I have the manic depressive thing. And even while medicated, its effects can be noticeable. So I have spent much of winter and early spring not in my sunny part of self, but in my dark shadow self and all sorts of layers of shadow. And when I see this sun card, there, there can be a, you know, we can look at the sun card sometimes and go, oh yeah, things are going to come to the light. Mysteries will be solved. Everyone will dance and play under the sun. It will be a natural time of maturation, of harvest. These things can all be true with that sun card. There can also be a sense of pressure. The sun is associated with the masculine rhythms uh, and the and, and masculine and feminine in the various mystical traditions don't necessarily have to correspond to biological um, sex organs or gender identification, incidentally. So they sometimes do. Most of us have masculine and feminine aspects. And sun, whether that's like the sun in your astrological natal chart, or the sun outside, or the sun card here in the major arcana of the tarot, the sun is masculine. And that energy is outward. That masculine energy points outward, uh, wants to get things done, is concerned with manifestation in a literal way often. This sun, this six-month sun card that's coming out again today to, to grab our attention and say, hey, remember me? You drew me at 
At solstice, I want you to pay attention to me again. I want you to look into the light, this card is saying. And just see what's there. What's, what's under the shadow when the shadow is taken away. When the light shines too brightly for the shadow to remain. Sometimes brightening everything up is a way to achieve denial. Sometimes shining a light on things is a way to see a little better what's been hiding. And I feel like this card is encouraging us to see. It may take us in uh, an external focus. We might find ourselves more interested in wanting to do stuff outside of our homes, outside of ourselves. Um something that we can point to and say, I built that. These are all fine things to do under a bright sun. But this card also says, stop for a minute and look into the light. Look at the kind of overbright landscape that is here under the sun. If you have access to nature, well, go out there. And if you have sunshine in your nature, like make this literal. Don't stare at the sun because this is not smart for the eyeballs. But go out in the sun and see how different everything looks with the angle that the sun is at right now, depending where you are, compared to where it was a few months ago. Wow, stuff changes, doesn't it? It was dark. It was dark at 5 p.m. Now, not so much. You'd be taking a walk at 5 p.m. If you do not have access to nature, um, try to look at it out your window. That's always a good start. If you don't have the window, look inside. And I think all of us, even those of us who start external by like chasing the sun outdoors, I think this card and this amazing burst and this illustration on this painting I think they are saying, yes, outside, but this light takes us back inside. It's illuminating internal shadows. And there's no great urgency to it. It's just that this is a good time to do it. And I feel like we're being brought to learn something from our big shadows and our brightening sun by solstice. So that by the time we get to solstice, we will have shed some light and learned from the sun and we'll be ready for some kind of transition or ritual or both and that's a couple months off still so how do we look into the light the internal light you probably have your own ways of getting in there turning it on checking it out as though the inside of you were a lava lamp You might have some breathing exercises, meditations, visualizations. You might do yoga. One of the best ways I find to look at light is to start with a dark patch somewhere inside my memories, my brain, my thoughts, my drifting dreams, and focus in on that dark patch and recognize the darkness that's there. 
and sit with it for a bit. If you know me, you know I often do this in the bath or while sitting in the woods. Those are my, those are my places. So you've got a place of your own. So, so you go to this place. It might be a soft, hurty place. Or it might be a snarly, angry place. But it's dark. And you go there. And you go ahead and have those feelings. The angry, the snarly, the sad, maybe all of the above. The dismay, maybe shock. Oh my gosh, this dark patch is still in here. Haven't I processed this trauma already? No, 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 you're going to spend your life coming back to the same trauma and working through it again. Okay, here we go again. Whatever it is, kind of sit with it, work with it, allow it to be there. And when I was younger, I think my tendency was to just blast it at that point, right? So do a big ritual. Kaboom. Let's get rid of this thing. (laughs) Let's transform it in a very specific and intentional way. Let's turn this into that. Lead into gold. And um, now my tendency might be more for the sun card moment. Certainly. Be to say, dark patch, you get to be what you are. You get to be your wounded, dark thing. Your dismaying, surprising, shocking thing. Your your sixth sense of humor. Your um, surprise flashes of violence or hatred. Your hilarity in the face of danger, whatever. You know, every, we've all got dark patches of weird stuff that we don't understand in us. If you feel like you don't have that... Wow, then you, either you're a super duper enlightened being and you're just, I don't even know why you're listening to Burning Tarot. Or maybe you're kind of like need to start scratching away at that surface and finding out what's under there. I think most of the listeners who uh, participate and send me the messages and stuff seem like they're pretty clued in to this part of yourselves. So I'm just going to go forward under the assumption that that that's where we are. That we are people who have access to these dark patches and shadows. And then we do shadow work. And we understand the value of that work. So we go to one of these dark spots. And we hang out. And we let it be what it is. We let it inspire what it inspires as long as that is within the realm of our own and others' safety. If that's tears, that's tears. If you feel like kicking something, well, that's the kind of feeling that you have to work with in your own way. Um, I'm, I'm one of the, I get stuck in that spot a lot, particularly when uh, I do have some disability issues. So when I am less mobile and I have the um, physical feeling of anger comes with some of my dark patches. Like I mentioned, I'm bipolar, so I'm just going to be pretty crazy and bitchy this time of year um you know when I'm physically unable to kick a wall or take a tai chi class or jump around or climb a rock um it makes it a lot harder I would be interested to hear from you guys what you what your techniques are some people it's it's a it's all stillness based and meditation based some people dance it off 
But you can just sit there and be with it too. And I think that's the point where we can see the darkness and we can recognize our own responsiveness to it. Oh my gosh, you guys, the littlest baby chipmunk just jumped up on this rock. And then a butterfly floated by. Oh, it's spring. Thank the goddesses. Um, yeah. So looking at the dark patch is sometimes the best way to the light. Because you're sitting with that and then you decide to let it show you something. And then you kind of shine your internal light on the dark patch. This isn't like, um, for me, this isn't a white light exercise where we say we're just going to focus on the white light. We're going to bring all positive, good, happy, sunny rainbow energy and plop that onto our shadow. That's going to make the world a better place. That may well be, but there's about 400,000 other podcasts out there that'll tell you how to do that. And they'll give you the whole ritual on Instagram. For me, it's the acknowledgement of that dark patch itself that's more difficult and more important than kind of defaulting to lightness. And then when I'm, so when I'm turning my light beam on the shadow, it's because I'm asking the shadow, and maybe we can ask out loud, shadow, can you show me your nature? Can you show me what's here? Can you show me what I need to see? If you have a picture of the sun, or this picture of the tarot card of the sun, you can literally just stare at it and let your mind trip out. You can picture it as a kind of spotlight that you're shining into the shadows. Not to kill shadow forever. Shadow will not be killed. It's simply to see what truth shadow is so, you know, assiduously hard-working style, keeping hidden. And this process of looking and being with can be, you know, traumatic, strange, uncomfortable, emotional, but it can bring beautiful awareness and the knowledge that we're brave enough. We're brave enough to go in there. We're brave enough to acknowledge those dark patches and to ask them, ask them if we can shine a little light in there for a while and see a different part of our truth. Can you hear that woodpecker? poor tree on its way to being a proper snag it's not even a woodpecker that is a tiny tiny little bird making such a big noise and such a big hole hi cutie don't remember what those guys are called but they're sure cute so we have the sun and I think if we do our own versions of this kind of process Staring into the sun, not the literal one, careful your eyeballs. Illuminating places of shadow. 
looking at the larger landscape once we have illuminated some of these patches. Recognizing, here comes the wind. Uh, recognizing the changes of season and the changes of mood that can come with the, the angle of the sun and the light hitting the earth as that changes and the seeds know to grow and if, if you're bipolar and female facing you're probably having or fighting off an episode right now if you're bipolar and male or male facing you are statistically more likely to get your manic buzz on in the summer but the females tend to go spring and fall this is the latest research i was just reading about it and for those who are are not dealing with a mood disorder you might feel a a small and more manageable version of this it's growing and growing is not comfortable and the sun facilitates this growing and this illumination and all the plants and the seeds. It facilitates this time of year happening at all. And it facilitates us doing our internal work and kind of making it manifest, making it real, seeing what it looks like if we, if we lay it all out in front of ourselves. I think in this case, in this particular draw of the sun card, we're also being asked to really look at what we consider to be our female and male, our masculine and feminine selves. Whether we externalize that in the form of a lover or someone else that we're close to and care for, or, or we're just looking at how it works, how these two energies work internally within us. The sun shines equally on both of those energies within us and within the world. The sun may have a masculine force of its own, but it illuminates and brings nutrients to, brings sustenance and light to masculine and feminine people, animals, plants, and just the energies within ourselves. So when we see in the illustration of this card, the lovers wrapped around each other, the sun is, is blessing their union. The sun is sort of laying his hands on them as they embrace and perhaps create new life. So we have a blessing from this light. It's not just a spotlight that we can turn on the patches of shadow inside of ourselves. It's a force of life and a force of energy. And if there is something that we want to manifest now or put in a kind of manifesting mode leading up to solstice, and maybe solstice is where something really kicks off, this sun card, drawing it twice now, uh, it's definitely giving its blessing. How do you know whether this project you've got in mind should be brought into this sun card blessing and, and you should work on it? Try to manifest? Heck, I don't know. I'm, I'm the lady of many projects who is now trying to give up most of them. <laughs> 
what do I know? Don't ask me. But, uh, but I would say that this masculine and feminine vibe that we're getting might be the key. So you could look at whatever your new project is and ask yourself whether it's really drawing from both of those sides of yourself. If it's a collaborative project, you could look at whether it's collectively the people working on the project. If you take everybody all together, are you doing masculine and feminine stuff? Are you bringing those energies to bear on this particular project? If you look at the things you've been interested in lately, this could be an internal project, you know? Could be, I mean, this could be anything from you're going to build a nuclear warhead (laughs) to, I hope not, that would be weird, Um, to you're going to write a novel, to you're going to remember to do that one physical therapy stretch every morning that your physical therapist told you to do. Not that I'm forgetting mine half the mornings or anything. Um, Or, you know, political action, certainly. Or maybe you want to, you've had stirrings to start a new art project, but you don't really know what it is. Or maybe you know you want to write poetry, but the poems themselves aren't coming. So go to the, whatever, I'm calling it a project. Um, but it might just be an activity or a change of lifestyle, a travel plan. I'm going to call it the project. Think on the projects the same way that we settled in there with that shadow. Settle in with the project. And feel in your body, if you're sitting or lying down and you're breathing. Or standing. I, I do everything standing when my foot doesn't hurt. <laughs> And you can feel your body should give you hints as to which parts of your energies are really connected to this project. Um, So you might meditate, or if you have a guided visualization you like to use, do that first. And then put the project in front of you. If you can do it literally, that's great. So say you were going to maybe start painting again. Well, if you put a couple of uh, tubes of oils in front of you and place your hand on them and allow your inner self and your body to respond that would be ideal you could make a representation of your project say you're you're thinking about a travel plan put a map draw a little map piece of paper if you don't have a proper map don't use your google thing that's going to mess with your energy (laughs) get the phone out of there um So you're breathing for a while, and then you're just literally placing your hand on an object related to this project. And feel feel which parts of your body kind of move toward, let's say it's the oil paints. You might feel them in your guts. You might feel energy flowing from your hand uh, to your eye. You might feel it in your foot. You might feel um, your... uh, ass muscles unclench and you might realize that you didn't know that you were holding them in this whole time or so these would be you know these might be positive indications about what this object or project means to you and your body you might put your hand on the object 
and find that you, you clench a muscle. And that might tell you, oh, actually I have anxiety around picking up painting again. Doesn't mean I shouldn't do it, but it's good information to have. And sometimes you can also, if you're sitting there doing this process, you might get a sense, well, this is coming from my, my masculine or feminine side. And that can be useful with this sun imagery we're working with. If you find that whatever you're working on is just drawing off of one side of you, or primarily, like you feel like your masculine energy is the one that's, that's running the show on this particular project, and the feminine, which is more of a receptive quality, how, you know, how we use that, that word and that concept, um, that might be an indication, not, not necessarily like, oh, this, this is the wrong project to bring to fruition under this great sun, but simply, okay, how do I bring more feminine to this project? How do I bring the listener to it? How do I bring the receiver, the conduit, the vessel, the nurturer, the slow, slow pregnancy carrier, right? These are all kind of feminine qualities. How do I make sure there's water and earth in my plan here or my idea and not just air? air or fire. So that can be a really useful exercise. And this sun wants, I think, wants to help us have manifestation and prepare for really positive stuff. And um, I would say visible stuff from the masculine uh, this summer. This is a great opportunity for us. I don't mean that in a pressured way, incidentally. I know that uh, particularly the young folk today, your millennials and your Gen Zs and stuff, are using the word manifest um, in a way that only like crazy people and witches used to use it. So it's, and you know, lots of uh, psychedelic people, etc. So it's funny to me to realize like, Oh, they're all saying it, and it's just sort of a self-help cliche at this point. Uh, when it used to be, I would only hear certain folks say it in this in this kind of context. So I guess I should clarify what I mean by manifest and manifestation, which I consider to be such a big part of this particular card. To me, the visibility part is clear. Whatever you're working on or making is visible, especially to you. You might, uh, it's probably a good time to make something that's also visible to others. If you do work that requires or just, or just enjoys some public exposure, then yeah, this is a great time for that. What else does manifesting mean? It doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to use force of will perhaps aided by various rituals and expensive herbs or whatever, (laughs) by force of will, I'm going to change everything, make all this shit happen. That's how a lot of magic gets practiced. uh, It's basically about will. And when we talk about setting intentions, that's just a nicer way of saying the same thing. 
you can convince yourself that you're really culty and, and cool and Aleister Crowley is your best friend. But if you're, if you're using magic just the same way that uh, business people set their five-year plans, you got to wonder if that's really very interesting, you know? So when I say manifestation, I don't necessarily mean, well, make sure you've got your seven steps that you're going to follow by June. Do them in the right order. And say this exact spell at the right moment and everything will be fine. You might have a methodology like that that's working for you right now. I've certainly had many of those in the past. But I'm not going to try to foist (laughs) foist one on you. Um, You can benefit from the manifesting vibes of this sun and this sun card and this amazing season. Which, by the way, has just brought me to a snow runoff creek which is flowing and the mosses are getting green again it's lovely so all this happens as the snow melts under the force of this beautiful sun so this is the kind of manifestation that we can look for we can do the fancy seven steps with the tattoo and the herb and the crystal if we want if we don't want to do it that way we can Look at our plans, progress, our internal male and female, masculine, feminine. We can draw them out, ask them what they want. And we can wait for the snow to melt. This sun card tells us sun's coming out. The snow will melt and the creek will flow. There will be rivers. And the question isn't so much... Do you, um, the question isn't, do you have enough force of will to melt all the snow and make this creek fill up? The question is, well, what do you want to do with the fact that the creek is going to fill up? You see what I mean? The sun is going to bring us this creek. And from there, it's kind of like, well, do you want to hike over to the creek every day? Do you want to bring a child and play with the creek rocks? Do you want to build a dam? Do you want to go fishing? This sun card is is telling us you're going to do, you're going to have a good opportunity to do what needs to be done. So I hope that, uh, that you can do it gently and in ways that make you happy. And if the more sort of forceful version of this does make you happy right now, Yes, go do that. Sorry if I sound like I'm all scornful of that. I've, I've had loads of fun with that in my life. Um, but I feel like there can be a little too much attention paid to that in our culture and even in how our culture tries to do spiritual stuff. You know, we kind of we have this tendency to turn everything into a um, productivity machine. And that's, um, that can be a problem that can prevent us from getting at the deeper stuff. So this sun card, I think, says, yes, we can go for the deeper stuff. We can go for the shallower stuff. It's all here for us. And it's up to us. I think I'm going to do the part where I just walk along the creek and maybe I don't ask anything of it at all. And I don't try to impede its progress or make it melt faster or, or anything. 
I hope that you have a marvelous whatever it is you do with your sun, your creek, your snowmelt. Please do email me, burningtarot at gmail.com, with a couple of sentences about how this process is unfolding for you, or if any of what I've said resonates with you this week, or if some of it seems annoying or angering. I, those are interesting comments for me to get too. I learn so much from your feedback on these little podcasts and on the individual readings because they tell me um, that's how I learn what the cards mean. <laughs> the woo tells me stuff to say and I say that and then you guys tell me how that turns into meaning out there in the world. It's very exciting. So if you have a chance and want to tell me, go for it. If you have ways of working with suns and snowmelts, with male and female, masculine, feminine, those would all be great to hear as well, particularly if you're all right with me sharing your advice with the others. You can send that as um, emailed words or attach a little voicemail about it. And now I'm just going to put this phone next to the creek. And I think I might be at the same spot where I almost fell in uh, a month or so ago in the snow when we came walking around up here. Or almost, maybe I didn't fall in. No, it was me. I was thinking maybe it was the phone that dropped, but no. It was me. I was trying to walk across what looked like ice, and then I realized it wasn't, or something like that. I think it was here, and now it's just, you know, pine needles and a gentle little creek. Enjoy the burbling sounds. Much love, air hugs, and uh, vaccines to you all. <laughs>